What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Let's get to it. It's game week. Finally here, Hale Varsity Radio on a Monday, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. You've been waiting. Now it's go time and plenty of thoughts here as we build up to kick off on the road in Champaign Friday, Saturday, and uh, back here for Fordham Week. But first things first, it is Nebraska, it is Illinois, and plenty to hear from Scott Frost. Well, not it's a it's a quality versus a quantity thing, and uh, no real gripe from me. We are loaded, man. Greg Smith is with us in 20 minutes, so we'll talk plenty of Nebraska, Illinois. Uh, new captain for Nebraska, and it was awesome to sit down with Damian Daniels, D-Boogie, in about 30 minutes. Charlie McBride, Mr. Blackshirt, and then uh, it's another Blackshirt. How about Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFL or Big Red Wrap-Up? Uh, he will be with us. Numbers to get in today, 466-3776-4676-800-825-5865. So numbers can email chris at halevarsity.com and find and follow us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio or at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. Elijah, what's up, man? You ready to go? Oh, I am so ready to go. I woke up this morning just uh, a little bounce in your step. You're you're going into your you know seventeenth grade. Yeah, and like the that, first day of school pick on the uh, the front step of yeah. the uh, the homestead. I loved it, and that couldn't even get me down. Like first day of school, like usually is one of my least favorite days of the year, but not not this year because we got a Husker football game on Saturday. I knew I was coming into work today, ready to talk about the Huskers. And hey, let's not forget we got black shirts and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we got captains over the weekend, so it's just it, it, it feels like it's here. Still no depth chart. That that was a little bit disappointing, but see, going into to, to game one, week zero, good. Don't I know we want to know who is going to be your starting running back with the or next to his name, followed by another running back that has or next to it, or or we want to know who the left tackle is going to be. Or we want to know who's the second team quarterback splitting reps with another second team quarterback. Brother, you 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 go Bill Belichick when it comes to dissemination of information. You just do. You absolutely do going into the magnitude of this ball game. Yeah, that's the thing is I just wish that Illinois wasn't a team where uh, we couldn't give them anything. Like usually you, you walk into your week one matchup and go like, oh, we're playing FCS nobody here. I guess it doesn't matter if they have the depth chart, but it, it does matter this week with a Big Ten opponent on the schedule. Totally. I mean, can we put into words what's at stake this week? Let's start there. What's at stake? What do you think's at stake as a Nebraska football fan? Well, your sanity first. Your sanity is at stake, and I kind of joke with that, but it's it's serious with where Nebraska football wants to go, how they get there. 
and what's been keeping them back. 11 turnovers in three games against the Illini? Yeah. Absolutely. That's held Nebraska football back. Uh, What is going to get Nebraska football fans jacked and excited? A win. Clearly, a win. Uh, A blowout would be nice, but I don't think you're going to be picky on on how, how it looks other than minimal penalties, minimal self-imposed, self-destructive things that have held this football program back for three years and beyond. That's what you want to see Saturday, and you want to see Nebraska as a Nebraska football fan with more points than the opponent. Not an easy spot, not an easy ask, not an easy coach to go against with Brett Bielema and uh, the Illini. So what were some of your takeaways? Well, a, one of my takeaways was, and this has been all over social media, Scott Frost was trending on Twitter, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not been a great thing here the last week and a half or so. This was a little earlier in the day. Uh, that or what? What do you look? Oh, at? I just got a random voicemail from some robocall, and I was very confused. Okay, Sorry. you looked like I, I said something wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was like reading like a little Apple transcription thing, sure. and I was like, "What is this person talking about?" Robocall. I apologize. No, Back you're to your fine. Point. You, 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 you freaked me out. But no, I, I look at Nebraska and their situation here, and how just ugly it may get if if they don't go in. And that that sucks to say, but that's how a lot of Nebraska fans are feeling when it comes to buy-in, when it comes to belief, when it comes to direction of the program, when it comes to to pressure, when it comes to performance. I mean, all those things are are a reality. And listen, no one's not going to get back on the airplane, a la Lane Kiffin, after losing at home to or losing to Washington State. There's no tarmac whacking awaiting. But you want for your own sanity as a Nebraska fan, and you want to see that that work pay off. As a player, you want to see that work pay off as a coach, and it's winnable as long as you take care of your business. We have no breadcrumbs to, to go off of as to what we're going to see, how Nebraska's going to line up, are they going to, how often they use a fourth down defensive lineman? Who's going to be at left tackle? Are they going to go in the I formation? Uh, is there under center work in our near future with play action? I mean, all those things they can sprinkle in, but I think it's going to be, uh, you know, buckle your belt up and, and put your big boy football pants on and let's play some smash mouth football. They're going to try and an out-physical Illinois. I, I will be honest with you. My take is Nebraska is sick of getting slapped around by Illinois physically the last few years. They're big. I think the players are confident. I think the coaching staff's confident. And then you see Scott, and we can talk body language, and I don't want to wear that out Friday and into Monday, but it was just it was just an odd media session today with him. He didn't do anything wrong. He answered questions briefly, but it was more in the in the playbook of, of Saban and Belichick with just how short and concise they were. So maybe that's that's the new Scott Frost, short and sweet and to the point versus 
some past years where he's said too much or he said some things or it's been taken wrong by an opposing coach at Purdue or at Indiana or going all the way back to his opening press conference, the Big Ten will have to adjust to us. And he's sick of hearing media people reference that. But we, we, I think we've seen a change the last year, year and a half, two years, and then you factor in COVID. Nebraska's had to adapt, adjust, and, and get Big Ten ready. And Elijah, for the first time in a while, I think they are body type-wise, but more so mentally. And I think the work that they put in will show up, and I think it's going to show well for them on Saturday. And you can't underscore the the importance of this game enough because I think it really determines what the mood of the state is going to be once you get past the Oklahoma game, this first game, because uh, the the mood of a 2-2 two and two Nebraska team as they start their actual Big Ten conference slate is so different than the mood of a 3-1 and one with a loss to Oklahoma. You, if, or just a 3-0 and o going into Norm. Yeah, the, the, the mood changes completely. And when you look back at the last three years, Nebraska gets the best shot from teams like Northwestern, Purdue, Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota. all these teams come in and they give Nebraska their best shot because they know that this is a Nebraska team that's beatable. And let's be honest, having the patch of, oh, we beat Nebraska is still something you can put on your sleeve in 2021, even though Nebraska's been down. When you got Wisconsin on the schedule on Saturday and you're going through your week and you know that team out talents us and they're, they're Wisconsin, they're 9-1 and one on the year or whatever, you uh, the, the mood changes very quickly once Wisconsin jumps up 7 nothing in the game. Mm-hmm. But whenever it's Nebraska on the schedule and you see how Nebraska's played in the last three years, you go, oh, Nebraska's up 7 nothing. That's okay. We can, still, uh, we can still sting them. We can still get them. So Nebraska is getting the best shot out of all of these teams. So I think it's important to send a message week one. Hey, this isn't that same old Nebraska team that you've been playing the past three years. Um, you got to... Um, we're going to come in and we're going to steamroll some teams this year. I think that's the the mood and the message you want to be sending out, not just to the state, but to the the other teams in the Big Ten that, hey, we're not to mess with this year. Well, and and I think we'll get to the captains. We have that black shirt ceremony from Twitter. Uh, We'll get to in a moment. And we'll hear from Scott Frost. And it wasn't, again, uh, I mean, it was put out on social media. You maybe have heard it or watched it, but five minutes, three seconds not 15 minutes, not eight minutes. The way I take it, one, he's either ticked about something or he's he's just absolutely fed up and ready to go play tonight versus next Saturday, or I should say this coming Saturday. Uh, he's he's ready to play ball now. He's, he's game mode, he's locked in and good. And, you know, what's at stake for Nebraska? Um, I mean, we can dive in and pile on with, is this the biggest game of the Frost era? And yeah, you can say so. You can absolutely say so. You're on the road against a divisional opponent. That's pressure in itself. But this, what's at stake? This is, are you, are you falling out of bed or are you stepping out of bed? Right? Do you have that, that right or left foot planted as you roll out of the rack to rise up and go about your day? Or do you fall out of the the bed trying to hit snooze and bang, your elbow is, is ringing still, the old funny bone? That's it. What, what direction? They can win a lot of ball games after Saturday. They can lose some ball games after Saturday. But this is the tone setter. This is... 
for better or worse, it, it will dictate. And that's, that's fair. And that happens a lot. How do you get out of the gate? Do you recover from it? Do you have doubt dwindle and creep in if you don't get the job done? Conversely, man, your confidence is sky high. It shows proof of concept with all the work, all the coaching you've been getting, and you get out of the gate. Let's hear from Scott Frost, and this was the the most awkward part, other than the, the length of it, was the, the COVID exchange when it comes to testing and protocol, and it's just nothing that Scott's real comfortable with getting into or going into. Uh, due to to player privacy, but here we go, and, and it was an exchange between Coach Frost and Sam McEwen. Yeah, like I said, I, th- I think we're in a really good spot. I think there'll probably be an announcement from someone other than me here real soon about that. Um, to me, that's private for the kids, and, and I don't want them thinking about that. I want them thinking about Saturday. Have they uh, given you any indication about how testing will work, or will there be testing? Yeah, there'll be um, once-a-week testing for anyone who's not fully vaccinated, and I don't think that'll be a distraction from, from what we're trying to get done. I don't know. I, I think you'll hear something. From, from? I think you'll hear something. From Nebraska? I think you'll hear something. Do you want to tell us? If I wanted to tell you, I would. So that's that's just surrounding COVID testing protocols. What's the team at? Red Bielema today says there's only three guys on his entire team that aren't vaccinated and they're not on the two deep. So that was awkward and uh, kind of short and sweet, and you move on. The, the presser, again, lasted a few minutes. And, again, the, I, I was there, covered it, covered a lot of them. You know, what's being asked, what's being answered. Let's get into Coach Frost and the specifics here about uh, where he's at with this team and uh, let's go to, to eight here with player leadership, because I think that that you know what, that's going to be what wins out and determines your Saturday. Here's the scheme. Here's the game plan. Here's what you need to go execute. Can you go execute when push comes to shove and adversity hits Saturday? Can the guys that are on the field pull through? Period. End of discussion. That's it. Are these guys ready as as T as a team, as playmakers, as defenders, as quarterbacks, as wideouts, as running backs, as offensive linemen, as special teams units? Are they ready to go make some plays and respond when it's not all perfect? But here's Scott Frost on that that player leadership. Oh, they're they're playing hard. We're getting good leadership. Um, I think the focus is there. Uh, the guys are excited. So, I mean, th- that, that's just a, a little sprinkle of most of today. I mean, just quick right to it. I, I love in, it, honestly. In general. I love it because, I mean, he's been killed for some of his sound bites mm-hmm. on Twitter um, by journalists. Like, uh, I wonder, uh, like, naturally, is this directive, not necessarily directive, but advice from Trev Alberts? Because, I mean, the change seems say to happen. Say what you got to say and, and know more and be quick and done. Yeah, because Trev said, like, uh, at Big Ten Media Day, it's like, I'm here to help take the load off some of the things Scott's doing. Scott's been doing a lot of things that haven't been coaching football, and I want that to change. And I wonder if one of those things he said is, hey, it's not your job to be the 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 guy who's given all the press releases from the program. Like, go up there and, and just 
fulfill your duty, but you don't have to like go up there and, and give them everything that's going on within the program. Like that's not your job. Vic emails in Chris at AleVarsity.com. Here's the thing. If NU doesn't clean up their play and they have an ugly losing season, it could set the program back 10 years. Trev will be pressured to either axe or make changes to assistance, and then Trev will have to find another coach. That'll be a tough find. Obviously, a good coach isn't easy to find, and a good coach who wants to come here, that might not easy be easy to find. This team either could go nine and three or three and nine. Uh, let's cross our fingers for nine and three. We'll check in with Greg Smith next on Hale Varsity. And we're back, fellas. Think we could listen to the radio on Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes, that's awesome. Coming up, Jay Moore's with us, and we'll spend time with Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride. Comments from uh, Tommy Frazier here to tell you about. We welcome in Recruiting Insider. Does a great job covering Nebraska football. Greg Smith, the Straight Up Breakdown podcast, drops tomorrow on the Herd Ed Media platform, Google, Spotify, iTunes. Greg, uh, what a presser. How was it? How are you? <laughs> I, I, I am well. Um I, I know we're going to get into it. I have no idea what to make of it, uh, but I know we're going to dive into that press conference. But I am good. I, it's game week, as Elijah said when, when he called. It is game week, and you know we're this is our, our kind of daily question for our guests. And Elijah and I threw out our take on you know what's at stake Saturday. So I'm going to ask you. Not what kind of steak do we want? I, I, I mean, I'm I'm a fillet guy. I, uh, what are you? Are you ribeye strip? Give me, give me the ribeye. Okay, the so, ribeye. so good Greg, choice. Good so, choice. So I got two ribeye guys, and I'm a fillet. I'm going to put my pinky in the air for everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you drink a champagne with that thing, or what? <laughs> no, I just like how thick it is, man. <laughs> so, but no, you tell me, man. What what does Saturday mean to you? Uh, it means a great deal. I think honestly, it 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 is right up there with the most important games of Scott Frost's tenure at Nebraska. Like, I don't think that there's really any way to minimize that. Um, and the closer we get to the game, the more it, that is, is cemented in my mind. I think that coming off of last year, which was disappointing, but given that, you know, everything was weird in 2020, um, so you just didn't know how a team was going to react, it felt like for, I guess, 90% of fall camp that things were going in the right direction. There's a lot of good positive stuff happening. You know, Scott Frost had that line um, that he's really enjoying coaching this team that he said recently, and that's great. Like, there, there's, there's the talk about leadership, um, the talk about the team being tighter and more cohesive. Uh, Adrian Martinez taking steps forward. Like, there's just been a lot of positive but, as you know, for most Husker fans out there, until they actually see all of that come together on the field, they're not going to really believe it. Um, and so, therefore, this game and people getting to lay eyes on them in a, in a real game against a Big Ten opponent um, it is really, really big. Absolutely enormous. And, I, you know, I, Elijah and I were talking, and to me it is a 1,000%. How are you getting out of bed in the morning? Are you stepping with, let's meet the day, or are you falling out? And it's, and it's that obvious get off on the right foot because that that turns into momentum that the coach has talked about here for a long time. And you have that in your grasp. You're playing another opponent, 
but I, I can see them embracing this. What I'm torn about is, you know, you take your cues from your head coach. So is it anything to read into and overreact to with five minutes and three seconds today? You can run with it and go, you know, what's what's going on? Or he is absolutely locked in. He doesn't have time for questions. He's ready to kick off now. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, you really, I, I can make a legitimate argument both ways um, and say, hey, that was just a, a display of focus um, and he's ready to roll. And I can make the, the argument that it was, you know, him not being in a great mood after a practice um, in which we've seen that before, right? We have seen that over these last few years, especially on that, in that um, press conference at the end of the week, Thursday, Friday press conference where he comes in. Um, he doesn't look like the team practice very well and he looks kind of upset and then the team goes out there and performs accordingly right but if this is a monday presser so i don't know which way to kind of lean with that and the, the other problem in a way is that the players and now you were there you talked to them the players were great like they were in in good spirits everybody seemed locked in um but they were excited about you know game week and getting to hit somebody else so it's just really tough. Like it's really tough to make heads or tails of like his demeanor, Scott Frost's demeanor, and what that actually means for what's happening. But I prefer the coach to go out there and be in a little bit better mood um, and feel like he's answering questions and still have his team fired up. Yeah, uh, but we'll see if this ends up working for him and the team. Greg, now that we've made it through the, the Monday press conferences, what do you think just the, the major storylines are going to be through the week? We still don't know who the running back is going to be. And uh, now that we got the Blackshirts, we still don't know who's going to be at the corner opposite Cam Taylor Britt. So you think those are the two big talking points uh, through the next four days? Yes, those are the two big ones. The other two that come to mind, um, the health of Turner Corcoran um, and knowing like whether or not he's going to start for sure and how much he's going to play, um, given that we saw him a couple of weeks ago really limited in practice. Um, I think he's going to end up being good to go, but we'll see. Um, the other big storyline to me, and I know it is this way for a lot of fans, so we get questions on it, who are the specialists going to be, right? And in particular, who's going to be handling kickoffs? Like I think um, the punter situation has less intrigue um, than the kickoff specialist just based on how like much it's hurt Nebraska that they haven't been kicking the ball in the end zone uh, over the last few years. Uh, but yeah, I think that those kind of round out the big storylines as of now. Greg, what, um, what do you think the game plan is? What do you think Nebraska is on Saturday offensively? Um, I think Nebraska comes out aggressive, but in a way that they're running the ball downhill and they want to still take their shots uh, downfield and over the top. But I think that that's the offense that you always kind of hope to see um, out of Scott Frost in Nebraska here. Um, and I think that that's what the game plan will end up being. Um, but you're going to have to it, – it's going to be interesting because you also have to – got to establish that run, but you're breaking in new running backs either way, right? And so you need those guys up front to really hit the ground running. It's going to be a tough ask, though, because while you have some experience coming back on that line, you still got to work those pieces all together um, and get that thing rolling so it's going to be key for Nebraska to start fast with the offensive line play. Uh, as for the the defense, Greg, I mean, you're going up against a Brett Bielema coach team, and you're not sure how much he's got installed with that offense this being his first year, but you also know with the Brett Bielema team, you're going to have a lot of ISO power counter type plays. I mean, how how uh, how much the playbook does Illinois really need to know? But, but you got to think that the, the game plan for the defense has got to revolve around stopping that run. 
Yeah, I think either way, like no matter if they if if Bilal comes out there and switches things up, even in his running spread for some reason, right? You still are going to have to stop the run either way. Nebraska has gotten better at that over the last couple of years, and Tony Tuioti leading that defensive line, um, and they and being able to hang your hat on stopping the run in this league is obviously key. But it's also a little bit easier to do in theory because Nebraska returns so much, um, particularly in that front seven should be pretty good. That defensive line is deep. Um, and so Nebraska should be able to be up for the task for that, which I think should set the tone for that defense this weekend. Greg Smith, you find him on Twitter at GregSmithHV is where you follow him. HailVarsity.com and Magazine. Also, the Straight Up Breakdown podcast is uh, where you hear him, uh, and that'll drop tomorrow morning on the Herdad Media platform, uh, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. Greg, uh, as we flip it around and, and talk defensively here, who's who's your leader? You've got a lot of them. You've got two captains. You've got Cam Taylor Britt and Damian Daniels. Now, and, and there's there's many others with with an experienced defense. But who's a defensive guy that's got to be great for you on Saturday? Man, I I think it's actually one of the captains, and it's the most surprising captain, I think, for most people, Um, and that's Damian Daniels. If we're talking about stopping the run and setting the tone up front, if he is the guy that I I think he can be, and I think that he's a guy that's a good pick um, for a breakout season in 2021, if he's that type of guy from game one and he's out there, you know, playing and play out, wrecking havoc in the middle of that defense, um, I think that bodes really well for Nebraska, especially if you're playing a team that wants to be physical and run downhill. Um, I I think he's a guy that needs to have a big game on Saturday. Overall, that entire defensive line's got to have a chip on their shoulder from last year, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And Ty Robinson talked about that a little bit today um, where he said, you know, we do want to go out there and prove people wrong, but also this is a team that we lost to last year. We feel like we should have performed better, um, and it starts with us up front. So I definitely think that those guys will play with that chip. And the other thing that helps them is their depth and being able to roll new guys in there and fresh legs in. Um, that will help them, too, because everybody can go 100 miles an hour, then you can trust that the guy behind you is going to come in and there's not going to be a big drop-off. I think that that level of trust uh, helps a lot as well. Greg, one of the things that that defensive line, I guess just that defensive front, uh, needs to improve upon this season is their pass rush. Uh, but we saw when the black shirts were, uh, were given out today that Caleb Tanner received a black shirt. Do you think that gives us a read on, on who might be a, uh, a pass rush candidate in, in Caleb Tanner this season just because he got a black shirt? I think it helps to feel like Caleb Taylor, Tanner is moving in the right direction. Um, I think that he's, by all accounts, he's had a good uh, fall camp, um, and that helps. I think you obviously need a guy or two, maybe even three, um, to step forward to be able to have that type of role that they can get after the quarterback. If it's Caleb Tanner um, or if it's Bell Darius Payne, whoever it's going to be off of that edge, Nebraska definitely needs someone to do that. But I do think it's encouraging for Caleb, um, who is now going into what, his fourth season as a Husker is, I guess, true senior year. Um, even though it gets goofy with the designations this year, it feels like the time has flown with Caleb Tanner's time on campus. Greg, uh, a thought here recruiting-wise, kind of what's on your radar here uh, with Nebraska here as the season's finally uh, upon us? 
Yeah, still trying to dig into who's coming out for official visits in the, at the beginning of the season. Obviously, the grass is on the road this weekend, uh, so no one will be in Lincoln. But then that Fordham game um, will be the first time in a couple of years that Nebraska is able to have visitors on campus. I don't think that there's going to be a huge number of official visitors, obviously, because there's not a lot of spots left in this class, just a handful at best. Um, but starting to line up that visitor list and then also checking out who's going to be here uh, for the 23 and the 2024 recruiting classes so that Nebraska can get an early start on getting to see, show those guys the game day experience. Greg, uh, do you have a, a lean? And I want to ask you for, for a prediction per se on a Monday. We've got a lot of practice <laughs> between now and them, now and then. But as, as we get closer to Saturday, start of the week, do you feel good? Are you flipping a coin? Do you got a bad feeling? Uh, I would say right now I am flipping a coin. I think the Vegas reflects that a little bit with the Huskers being a seven-point favorite. Um, but it, it, we'll see. Ask me again later in the week. I, I need to hear some more. Uh, but right now it, it's kind of up in the air for me. Okay. Greg is flipping that coin. Remember, two and a half points for home field advantage. So True. True. So we're, we're talking maybe a six-point win or so, seven and a half. Uh, I'll have my prediction. I'm sure you'll get into it tomorrow. Greg, uh, Vogue's with you tomorrow. Is that right? That is, that is correct. So, so you know that he's going to come up with, with a great stat uh, to surprise you and delight you with uh, on that podcast. But he was great. Like I'm looking forward to that coming out tomorrow. We basically dive into a season and a game preview for the, for the game ahead this week. Well, straight up breakdown. Greg Smith heard at Media Platform, his podcast. Read him with HailVarsity.com and Magazine at Greg Smith HV. Follow on Twitter. Greg, good to chat. Thanks for the time. Hey, thanks for having me. Have a great week, guys. All right, D-Boogie up next. Damian Daniels, what are your captains on the way with Hale Varsity? And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. A few minutes here, Hale Varsity Radio. Damian Daniels with us. Say congrats on being a captain. How's that feel? Hey, it feels good. I'm very blessed. So, how did the, the process go? Did... Did your teammates nominate you? Did Coach pick you? Take me through the the ordeal of, of being chosen and uh, the moment in your reaction. Man, uh, so I know it was Friday Friday night, uh, late meeting. Um, coach, he came out. He was like, hey, we're going to let captains, offense, defense, and everything. And I uh, wrote my captains down. And then... Uh, I just know we was going throughout the day and everything, and we right when we got done taking the picture, not was it the picture? Uh, I'm not for sure when it was, uh, but I think it was the picture. Uh, right after the picture, we had uh, came up, took a knee, and Coach Frost he uh, said we got the captains and everything. He said Adrian Martinez, Austin Allen. He said Damian Daniels, Taylor, uh, Cam Taylor Britt, and when he said my name, like. It was like I was in shock a little bit. I was blessed, and I, I just kind of had a flashback of everything I've been through uh, with the university and everything, and just how, how much, how far I came along. And I just kind of reflect on that. I was in shock, like I said, and uh, just couldn't do nothing but just thank my teammates for electing me uh, to represent us, and I do my best I can to lead us. Damian, what's what's that responsibility mean to you? 
means a lot, like especially when you're a captain. It's one thing being a defensive the defensive lineman, uh, but like a captain, you you like you pretty much the face of the whole team. You know what I'm saying? So I, I take big pride in that, and something that I will live by for the rest of my time as being the captain. So. Damian Daniels with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Let's talk about your story, your journey. Yes. You were up front uh, at the podium a little bit ago, and you talked about the maturity. What's the, the work, the dedication? What, what's the investment been like for you to get better? Man, the investment. Uh, so I came in, you know, everybody know I came in heavy. And uh, coming out of high school, 340. And my coaches, uh, when, my, when I first came here, they wanted me to stay at that weight. But I kind of knew for myself I need to lose some weight. And uh, I'll kind of lose a little bit of weight, and then kind of my weight will fluctuate. And then uh, come my redshirt red freshman year, uh, Coach Frost and them came in, did a DEXA and everything. And I just want to say uh, thank you to Dave and Coach Duval for like pushing me to be the best person I could be. They saw it in me before I could see it in myself. And uh, they just stayed on me. They was like, hey, take care of yourself. You need to be eating this. And then they would like, work harder, work hard, work hard. And that's uh, the only thing they kind of try to get through my mind. And then I kind of showed a little glimpse of it at practice. And all my coaches said that they can see it. And when I, when I, like, I always knew I could, I, I could do it. But then when I kind of seen it myself, I'm like, I, I can do this. And then that's when I kind of, dialed in deeper and kind of really locked in and I kind of worked worked and the way I started seeing the results that I wanted been moving mobile running from sideline to sideline and like kind of get my win back at a decent amount of time and yeah and like now I'm here right now what is described to, to listeners fans what it's like to be that anchor the mentality you gotta have playing at the nose and then also you do got to be a big dude uh, mm-hmm. to, to to handle yourself in the Big Ten. Yeah, man. Uh, being in the middle of the defense, yeah, you got to be a dog. That's all. That's all I can say. You got to be a dog, and it's the mentality, black shirt mentality. You got to be able to line up for every play and look the man across from you, and like just let them know that you're gonna be here all day, and like y'all gonna throw some blows, but just know you gonna be you gonna come out on top. Few minutes here, Damian Daniels with us, Hale Varsity Radio, new black shirt, uh, team captain for 2021. Let's get into the defense and just the jump uh, you, you've seen here in the intensity, if if that's the case, and just you know what's the ceiling here for this defense? How how much of a staple? How much of a stronghold can it be for this team in this season? Man, sky's the limit for the defense, uh, this team, period. Sky's the limit. Uh, we got a lot of young guys that are showing, showing like, spurts of everything. Uh, and, like, everybody's getting to the ball. And, like, like that's one thing coach really ain't really have to talk, tell us about is our effort to the ball. Like, all camp, we all, like, it's 11 hats to the ball every play. And, like I said, up in there, uh, Coach had to tell us to cool, cool down. He had to tell us, hey, we need to take care of each other. Cause, but, like, at the end of the day, we all getting that work in, and we all brothers after practice, you know, so. What, is it fair to say your confidence, your personal confidence, is at an all-time high? Yes, sir. Tell me why. 
because uh, I just see it the way I practice, the way I uh, take everything day by day now. I just, I'm just blessed to be in the position I'm in, and it just, I'm just, I just can thank God how far I've came because without Him, I wouldn't even be here. So I, I got a lot of confidence in myself. You having fun? Yes, sir. What's what's been the most fun? People talk about the camp being a grind, the spring being a grind, messing with COVID like everyone's had to the last year plus calendar. What's made this more fun this this fall? Man. Just waking up and just having an opportunity to play for Nebraska. That's 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 the fun part about it. Being able to come up here and just play the game with my brothers, it's something big and something that everybody don't get the chance to do. So uh, I wake up every morning and I just thank God for the opportunity to play for Nebraska. Damian, let's talk about Saturday. What are you expecting from Illinois? And I know there's not – a lot of good that can come out of dwelling on last year. But what do you think you learned from last year about Illinois uh, based on some of the personnel that's back? Uh, so up front, you got uh, Doug Kramer. Uh, he's a center. He's the anchor of that offense. And he's a pretty good leader as well. And we just, uh, I just know, like, he's going to be ready. And I know for myself, I'm going to have to come ready. Um, but like I said, you got Vidarian Lowe. They uh, – they all, like Chase Brown, um, they all just, like, anchor that offense. So we just got to be able to play our keys and everything and just follow the game plan, and we'll be good. Jason Peter, a legend around Nebraska, what's he meant to you uh, along with, with your brother? Two guys I would assume you've leaned on as you've progressed in your career. What's what's that experience been like? Uh, it's been great. Uh, just kind of um, listening to him, uh, just – talking to him and everything. Uh, JP, he just pretty much stay on us, and, like, we kind of ask him how was it like in the, in, in the 90s and everything, and he'll just tell us. And we try to meet Ty, DeAndre, Ben Stilley, Casey Rogers. We all try to, like, try to mimic that, and we try to bring that back because we want Nebraska to be back. Dean Daniels with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Best of luck on Saturday. Thanks uh, for the time today with Hale Varsity. Thank you, sir. Gotta love D-Boogie. Good to hear from him. And, man, just a, a thankful heart with Damian Daniels. He is all about the opportunity. He is lean and mean. I mean, as lean as a nose can get, and that's a, a compliment to him. As lean for a, a guy named Snacks as he can be. But he is, <laughs> and he's put the work in. And he is, I mean, he, and he should be proud. He should be proud of, of thinning out like he has. And, man, he is so happy about his conditioning. And being able to go a lot of plays, a lot of snaps, you'll need him on Saturday. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Wanted on this first hour, Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McD- McBride on the day the Blackshirt's handed out. Coach with us here coming up. What did Brett Bielema have to say? We'll get to that next hour. And uh, Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFL, or Big Red Wrap-Up. And uh, we just heard from... Damian Daniels, D-Boogie, on his journey, on his approach to this season. He's a captain. That's a surprise to some, but that says a lot about him with his peers voting him as one of the guys that will lead them and be there for them. And and there's a lot of different leadership on this team, but you want to see a, a lead-by-example guy that's maybe found his voice. And we've all seen big number 93 
do his thing. And you can go back to 2018. What finally shut off that flood of Iowa's run game? It's 93 getting in there in the middle and clogging things up. He is a big-time talent, and it is something that he's worked on. He's worked on his weight. He's worked on his conditioning. He's worked on his agility, and he is, and he should be proud of that. And he's ready to, to let it explode. Some kind words by Coach Frost on Daniels, but uh, more from Cam Taylor. Britt here, when it comes to the emotion of – uh, Daniels receiving that black shirt. Here's a fellow captain, Cam Taylor Britt. Just to see him get that opportunity just like me, bro, it, it was crazy. Uh, we low-key almost cried together. I was like, man, like, y'all just named us captain. Uh, so we really, you know, took it on in. And, yeah, that's my bro. So pretty cool from Cam Taylor Britt. Another thought here on on the stage, right? We talked about what's at stake Saturday for Nebraska. It is that 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 chance to seize momentum, create it, right? It, it's in your power to do so and and then build, right? Create, then build. More from Cam Taylor Britt here because the eyes of the college football world, there's other games, but this is the game. Two Power Five opponents, Western Division showdown, and a, a lot swirling around Nebraska, a chance for a statement. This is why you're at Nebraska, man. Uh, the, the lights showing cameras are always here. Uh, they have to be ready for that. We just can't let that, you know, uh, overwhelm anybody because it is the, the first week of college football just to kick everything off and everybody needs to stay locked in. Don't jump into the hype, man. Just, like I said, stay locked in. Be ready for this game. We, we really have to get this one. I want to so bad. <laughs> like, I want to so bad. So there's two things. When you want something so bad, either you ace it, you crush it, or you squeeze too much and try too hard. And I think this team, for a lot of years, when you look at mistakes and missteps, I don't think it was ever lack of prep. I think there's probably been some confidence issues because they've not ever had anything really go right. I think they can this year. But I think a lot of their problem has been squeezing it too hard. Isn't that how Elvis went out? Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. One minute it's peanut butter, banana, jelly sandwich. The next it's... Squeezing too hard, trying too hard. You're, the, you're, you're, you're pulling an Elvis. Thank you for <laughs> that visual. Back in 1977. Is that how Elvis went out? <laughs> Squeezing squeeze too hard. Elijah Herbal right there. Tip your waiters. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. It's Hour 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska. Nebraska Lottery, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. It is that time on Monday with Charlie, Mr. Blackshirt himself on a Blackshirt Monday as those were handed out. Charlie McBride with his coach. How we doing? You ready for Illinois? Oh, I'm ready. 
You, uh, you now sound I'm, like I'm it, ready. Dad. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I said. I think one thing, I, I know there's they had the press conference and everything, and I I know you just the only thing about those things is don't ever say anything you got to take back. You know, so it's all how great they are and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. You don't don't say anything that, you know, that will get the fans mad at you. <laughs> well, not a lot was said. That's been a topic of discussion because Scott clocked in at five minutes and three seconds. So oh. he was pretty locked in and pretty short and sweet. It was more Bill Belichick-like with how short he yeah. was with his answers. It, it wasn't uh, – it wasn't – what we're used to. I mean, he either looked a thousand percent focused or he's ticked off at something. Yeah. Well, he's got his game face on, I'm sure. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes a lot of that stuff works in reverse to go and start laughing and doing some other things. And one week you do that one next week you do something else. And, Mm -hmm. You know, Tom was pretty short too. He he wasn't he he didn't you know evaluate a whole bunch. You know, practice was good. Everything was good. So and so is a good player. He's good. Right. Everybody's good. Never use the word great ever. Because everything was good. <laughs> you know, and um, we're a little weak at this position and a little weak at that one which everybody knew already anyway, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it was all just repetition of, of you know, of that that kind of thing. So it, it's it's kind of a game. It's a it's a game that 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 you know people play, and uh, you know sometimes you slip and say something that you probably shouldn't because you get fired up. Mm-hmm. You know, and you want to say we're going to kill these guys, and <laughs> then you got, then it's in the newspaper and everything else, and it's on their board, and you know, so you know, it's a whole big can of worms. I know Illinois is making a big deal out of this because they got a lot of seniors. I guess a lot of guys coming back, mm-hmm. probably more than anybody really in the in the Big Ten. I think it was, if I heard right from somebody. Somewhere, you know, you read different things, but so it'll be a tough game. You know, I mean, they'll have to really, they'll have to play the whole the whole game, and um, and it'll 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 make it'll make them a good if they win, it'll make them a good football team this year. I mean, because Illinois is not a bad team, and they'll you know, and the thing that's hard, as I said before. They don't know exactly what Illinois is doing with a new coach. They they don't know what exactly what the defense is. They don't know exactly what they do on offense, and they're really at a disadvantage. You know, and that, that's just it. And you've been through that situation a lot in your career, and you want to kind of exude confidence and get the kids ready, and 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 you did. All while you're trying to to kind of guess right, how did you right. how did you how did you pull well, that well, off? <laughs> we weren't the one thing is I think maybe one time I can't remember what it was, but I I think one time we started out with a conference game, and I think it was Oklahoma State. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but uh, that that's really unfair. I mean, everybody else is going to have a regular game plan some school that they can probably beat 
and or or you know at least the, the players have a chance to you get play more than your first team or second team. You get to play a few guys, but this is this is this is a whole deal. And I think I really think that uh, the commissioner should never let this something like this happen to to a Big Ten when he's a Big Ten commissioner. He's putting a Big Ten school schools on the on the brink of losing their first game because of just what you say. That's why the NFL has games, you know, mm-hmm. to try players out and do things. And this one is, you know, it's 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 important for to the West. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think it's not right. But that's here nor there. I don't. I'm not there to do it but i maybe it meant that maybe that's the only way they could do it i they can tell me it's the only way they could do it but i don't believe them well you have more <laughs> you have more conference games opening up and that's kind of where the big 10 is trended but from your perspective and, and you lived it i i don't question you at all with the fact that it is uber difficult and Coach, I want to kind of get into we'll get into some thoughts on on how Nebraska wins and and all that here in a little bit. But you know what what in your mind is at stake with this first game for this season? I mean, you can always recover, but you know yeah. how you know how the mood has been around here. Well, the, the one thing is is what we yeah, we knew each year where we stood deep offensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, we knew that pretty much just by personnel that maybe our offense is really good or, you know, or, or reach, they're going to, you know, I tried, I tried to get our players just to, to cut loose. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, I don't care who we're playing, whether we're, we were playing a top team or a bottom team that that first game, you got to play. I mean, you got to let her fly. And I mean, you got to, you got to establish your, persona to what you're going to be like and I used to talk to him about you know every time you tackle the guy make him think the stadium fell on him I mean it just I mean we need to have everybody there and and it was and and just you know physically just hammer them and um, that's what they have to do they can't back down they can't just go off the side and make excuses about stuff. They, you know, they they need to think positive, and they're going to make mistakes, and they're going to find out that they somebody's going to get beat deep, maybe, or something like that because of some trick play, and and they, and those are the things you have to worry about in the first game. Whereas if you get a record, uh, you know, some knowledge of the team over the years and stuff. You get a feeling for what they do and what they don't can't do, and and so, but defensively is where you really want to establish who, who you are, and um, you know, and offensively, of course, that that you know they, I always was had a lot of confidence in our guys. They didn't make a lot of mistakes, and they were consistent. You know, they they just take the ball and move it down the field, and the clock would be running and. You know, maybe at the end of the first quarter, they'd only have the ball for ten or twelve plays. Mm. You know, and, and it's stuff like that. And and of course, they had their defense on the field the whole time and stuff like that. But it's really, I think, defensively. You know, it, it, you establish your defense for the whole year, 
and you make people say, oh, their defense is really good, you know, and stuff like that, um, then then that's something. But uh, with with and especially with a, with a team that you don't know much about, I mean, they need they need to, you know they they're getting a lot of, of uh, uh, positive rocks in their bucket. You know what I'm saying? And uh, from a new coach, and we got a new coach, we got a new attitude, and we got all our guys back. Got another year eligibility. We beat we beat Nebraska bad last year, probably worse than any team except what maybe Ohio State mm-hmm. stuff like that. We ought to beat these guys, and and so they may have, they may have this feeling that hey, we we won't have any trouble with these guys, and that's a good way for them to feel because they're they're going to get their blocks knocked off, and um, you know that's that's exactly what'll happen if 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 we come out with a with a killer instinct. I mean, we come out and we're going to get after them and make them pay, and. Um, that, you know that's the that's the kind of thing you want to do. I mean, this is a war. This is the most important game of the year. This is the beginning off with a bowl game. I mean, it's you know if you want to go to a bowl game, you better get your feet moving. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I mean, we had guys on defense that were throwing up on the field. They played so hard, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. I mean, you got to you got to playing hard as they haven't played as hard as they can in their scrimmages and stuff. And so that's the way they have to play. They have to play as hard as their bodies will go. Charlie, And if they do that, they'll win. Charlie McBride's with us Mondays with Charlie Hale, Varsity Radio. Coach, what do you think, what are you expecting from Illinois? You know Brett a little bit. Well, he, he's always been a big man uh, person with a big offensive line, like to just mash people. I mean, he he'll have... 360 pounders up, you know, next year. He might have a couple of those anyway now. But he's he's a guy that really believes in big people uh, and consistency is what what he wants. I I I don't know who they're. You know, last year they had a couple of quarterbacks. That'd be interesting. They probably know who the quarterback is, and that they can do some things there. I think it's Peters. But, it's the same kid that was a Michigan transfer. Okay, well then, you know, I I would think that they if if they feel good about their running backs, which they should, because they have a couple of good ones I remember um, that are you know that are pretty good backs. They um, they're probably going to try to pound the ball. They're probably going to start out and try to just take the ball and, and shove it down your throat, and then you got to look out for the the you know the the tricks. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in a you know in a situation maybe that it's a second down and long type of thing you know you got to be careful what they're you know what they're doing with that and then that's where you you don't want kids to worry about those things and 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 back off what what they're what they're thinking you know you talk to them about really getting after them but the secondary is usually the ones that have to be careful and Stuff like, you know, throwback to the quarterback and, you know, and so we used to practice against this stuff all the time, <laughs> uh, against the swinging gate. We used to practice so our guys knew where to line up when if it happened. And we'd always, every year, you know, we played Kansas State, who, who was known for doing some of that stuff, and sure enough, they tried it against us, and everybody jumped in there at the 
they were minus three yards when they got done with their three plays they had. <laughs> so, you know, and that you know if that goes you know that way, then that's good. Mm. But you have to be you have to be prepared for that. And and as long as they are prepared for something like that, you know, we used to call it a period called what if. Mm-hmm. And um, and that that was kind of what we called the period. You know, everybody said, "Well, we got what ifs now." And we we ran. They knew it was tricks. I mean, they we didn't try to trick them. We just showed them what they what we felt like would be plays that they need to really be ready for. Coach, <clears throat> a thought on on Saturday here as we're winding down. Do you think Nebraska gets it done? Big game, big game for Scott. Big game for this team. I'm not asking for a score prediction per se, but how you feeling as Mister Blackshirt? You feel pretty good. I think we can put thirty on the board. I mean, I, I really think that our, I, I'm hoping our offense, you know, really comes to life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I, I wasn't there to watch any of the scrimmages or any of that, so I, I'm, I'm really unqualified for saying. But I, a lot of it that that doesn't indicate what kind of. No matter whether you had a bad scrimmage or not, that does not indicate when you get in the field of, of playing. You're gonna, you know, it's you're gonna play well, mm-hmm. and in some cases, you, you know, the offense I think is, I, I really think they're gonna play well, and uh, that's where confidence will be started. Defensively, I just think those kids are gonna, you know, really try to pour the coals to them. Mm-hmm. Special, you know, and, special and moment. They, with they'll, their attitude will be, their attitude will be good. Mm-hmm. Coach, the black shirts handed out Trev and Jason and the Kelseys and and Will Height. They handed out the black shirts to the kids today. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's good. That's 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 meaningful. You know, I mean that that's that's better than having the coach do it. I mean, it's when you got guys that really were there and they they they've been through it and, and they know. I mean, you're talking about the guy that has the most sacks and the you know, or one of the guys that are the top two sack guys in the whole history of the school and guys that were won national championships and stuff like that. You know, I think those kids ought to appreciate the fact that those guys are there and, you know, give them that, you know, that little boost or something, you know, and it's important, you know, for them to to do that. And, you know, and I don't know how many they gave out, but, we probably gave out a little more than, you know, 11. Mm-hmm. We probably gave out 13 of them because we had guys that alternated that were first-team guys that played a lot. And, you know, especially if they were seniors, um, you know, a little bit of that stuff comes into play. Coach, are you going? You going Saturday? To the game? Yes. No, I'm not going to be able to go. Okay. I, uh, not, you know, it's really uh, interesting. You know, people that are visiting us right now are Riley Jane and Ken Hamilton. <laughs> who, you tell Kenny to. to... And we we've we've had a lot of a lot of football talk this week, so <laughs> they've, been, they've been they'll be here about four or five days. Well, and, good, good. You know, so so they'll be home though for the for the game, and uh, but we'll be watching. You know, and. Um, you know, take some mental notes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we'll be back at it Monday and uh, hopefully talking about a win for you, Coach. Thanks for the yeah, time you today. Bet. 
Okay, go Big Red, okay? There you <laughs> Talk to you later. See you, okay. Coach. Thanks. Bye. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it. It's Husker Monday, Illinois, Nebraska week. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We welcome in Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore with us. Big red wrap-up, of course, and uh, big-time black shirt in his day. Jay, who gave you your black shirt? Uh, it was in my locker uh, waiting for me. Uh, game week of my sophomore year, 2004. We were getting ready for uh, Western Illinois and Bill Callahan's first season. So it was uh, it was sitting in there about, oh, just before I think we went to meetings. You know, we always had meetings starting about 2 o'clock. Usually practice started like three thirty or four, so it was sitting in there, and uh, you kind of went in there and you got taped up, and you know, kind of got re- ready for practice, and it was there. So no one really hand- we didn't do a, a big handout or like that, but uh, it was sitting there, and I'll I hope I never get that moment. It's one of the coolest moments I've, I've ever ever been uh, been a part of. So today there were uh, a lot of former Huskers that handed out black shirts if you could pick a former husker to to have received it from who would it have been who did you like growing up um i was you know i'd probably say grant was from he was he was kind of my guy liked him a lot i mean i still in my office at my house i got a picture i was able to take with him when i was in college and i think he was still playing with maybe seattle the seattle seahawks um he was back and i think he had a golf permit or some sort of benefit now he got invited and I got a picture with him, so I think, you know, if he could have gave it to me, that had been really cool. He was kind of one of those guys who um, I looked up to, you know, kind of wanted to play defensive end because of because of Grant. So uh, I think if I had to pick one guy, I would definitely be him. Well, Jay, uh, activities you can perform in five minutes and three seconds. <laughs> Quite a bit, you know. I think I can drink a lot of beers. Uh, eat a quick meal, you know, uh, maybe a little quick press conference. Sure. You know, so, so on and so forth. You know, there's probably a lot I could get done in, in five minutes and three seconds. All know? right, let's play the three that's, bears. That's adequate. That's, adequate. That's, pretty, that's, that's a decent amount of time. Sure. I mean, 21 questions, five minutes. That's great turnaround. Yeah. And, like, there's there's two sides to it. What what the heck? And, uh, well, so be it. He's locked in. He's ready to go. No time for small talk. It's almost, well, it's almost time for Illinois. It's prove it season, and uh, it's, a, it's a monumental game one. So I'm not really whining or complaining about it either. I mean, I was there for it. It is what it is, and guy was, was pretty locked into it and didn't elaborate a whole lot, didn't show that he had an ace or a three, right? Yeah, I have no problem with it because what do we? What do we, this is? I mean, it's kind of what we, it'll probably it'll probably uh, piss some people off. I have no problem with it because what is what if people complain about that he's said in press conference? You know, he, he almost elaborates too much, talks about how good a week of practice they had, and he likes what we're doing. Hey, now he's just you know, um, I'm just going to kind of get to the point, and we're going to I'm going to put the product out there on on Saturday, and I don't I have no problem with it. I mean, you know, this is uh, he's. He's under the gun. He's getting scrutinized for every little thing he's he's doing right now. Um, obviously, the NCAA sniff around a little bit on some minor minor things, but I have no I have zero issue with it. It's it's yeah it's it's time to go to work, you know. And he's done enough talking here in the last three years and uh, and saying some things that he's had to stick his foot in his mouth for. So 
it's time to uh, it's time to get to work and, and put that product on the field and, and start getting some wins. And uh, I could I could give a you know a, a rat's ass what he says in, in his press conference. Yeah, Jay, it really seemed like he let the guys who were going to be performing on the field on Saturday do the talking. And uh, he, he picked uh, captains, I guess the whole coaching staff uh, picked captains over the weekend. Uh, and uh, when you look at those guys that, that the coaching staff picked, uh, I mean, a lot of them got a, a chance to speak at the press conference today. Uh, what do you think of those four guys, Austin Allen, Adrian Martinez, Cam Taylor-Britt, and Damian Daniels? Yeah, you would, I mean, you would think Adrian would be one, uh, Cam Taylor-Britt would be one. You know, uh, Damian Daniels, he's played, you know, he hasn't uh, played a ton of football, but I, I think when he's out there, he's, he's a solid guy, solid player. And then Austin Allen, I mean, he's, he's performed well. And it, you know, uh, so many things can be said of, you know, off, how they perform on the field, off the field. I, I, I mean, there's been guys who I've been around that have been captains and they've been really good on the field. But in my opinion, they, you know, people voted on them because for their on the field, you know, performance, which is it's, which is one thing, and that's fine. But I can't say they were really they were super good leaders. You know, outspoken. You know, and I, there's some of that has you know you lead by example. But you know, I don't. I'm, those guys are hard workers. I, I you don't get voted on that uh, by to be a captain for not hard worker. So you know, I, I imagine with you know how, how they're trying to install the leadership and having players you know stand up and, and take more you know roles and and, and more leadership uh, within this team. I'm sure those four guys you know show that and that's what they're looking for and they're going to vote you know and you know if the coaches voted great i we don't think when i was around we always had players vote but uh it's one one way to do it and uh so i'm happy for those guys it's great uh, i was never i was never voted a, a team captain so I, I know it's a big honor to get that and hopefully those four guys can you know set forth you know the the effort the leadership uh lead by you know the, the example and get this thing going to where it needs to go. And, you know, you can look back maybe at the season. If the thing gets got, you know, going, you say, hey, those four guys were, were definitely a part of it to get this thing turned around. Yeah, and you talk about the, the honor of being a captain, Jay. Um, how much of the role of a captain is the team saying, all right, these are going to be our, our four leaders? Or is it more of just an honor of the teammates saying, uh, yeah, you know what, these guys, we appreciate the work you did this offseason. We appreciate who you are, but, but there's still going to be other leaders on the team. Like, wh- which, which side is it? Yeah, a little bit. I think you're still going to have guys that can step up and, and say something, and you'd want that. You, you know, you're going to have guys that need to probably challenge the, the captains at times, you know, because everyone has a little bit of off days. So I, I would sure hope there's guys that are going to step up and say the necessary things. And, you know, and guys have, have earned that right to say that. I've played a lot of football who aren't captains. Um, you know, they've played a lot of good football, so they can step up and say whoever, you know, whoever those guys may be. Um, so, you know, it's, that's just the, that's the beauty of a, of a team. You know, you have your four guys, and these, these captains will be, you know, I'm sure Coach Frost will, will meet with these captains, you know, weekly, just to get a, you know, get a, a pulse of the team, see everyone's at, you know, if there's anything to vote on or what, whatever it may be, you know, those, those, obviously they'll lean heavily on those four guys, and then, you know, then they'll go out there and do the work. But, you know, it's just not the four. I think you're going to have plenty of guys who are going to step up and, and, and be good leaders as well, even though they're not, they weren't voted a captain. Few minutes. Jay Moore's with his black shirt, Husker NFL or Hale Varsity Radio. Jay, what's at stake Saturday? A lot. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's just get off on the right foot. This team has yet to gather momentum in a season. It seems like when they come out and play well, they kind of you know crap the bed the next week and take you know it seems like you know they take one step forward, two steps back. So. Opportunity got to a good start. You beat a good team, Illinois. A lot of obviously players returning from last year. They had a new head coach, and 
and he'll be interested to see what they do. But you, then you have a chance to get go 3-0 and into Norman. I know Norman's going to be obviously a very, very tall task, but it's just a chance to win three games in a row. You, know, you get this one, you get Fordham, you get Buffalo. All right, let's fast forward to Saturday. What product are you expecting? What What do you see shaking out here Saturday? You know, that's a, that's a very that's a good question. You know, I, I see the defense playing well. I, I definitely see that. I, I see the offense, you know, maybe slow it, slowing it down. I don't think you're going to see tempo, 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 tempo. I think – you know, I think maybe one thing they might have learned from Big Ten is, hey, let's uh, let's solidify ourselves. Let's get the run game going. Let's kind of grind some things out. And then, you know, if you want to get into tempo, boom, you can you can go and have the ability to do it. But, you know, I think it's I think you're going to see a little bit, you know, maybe a different offenses. Yeah, they're going to have some spread. But I'm I'm really looking forward to see what they can do getting this run game going. And then, you know, then and then once you get that run game going, then boom, you start working in the the play action, the the, the, the passing. You're getting Austin Allen. You're getting Omar Manning. You're getting Xavier Betts. You're getting Toure. You're getting uh, Oliver Martin. You're getting all those guys into it. You know, uh, Volkolek. You're getting all these guys involved. And then it's interesting to see what the running back situation is going to be. Is it going to be a Gabe Irvin? Is it going to be a Step? Is it going to be you know what what kind of uh, roles are those guys going to play? So I think the offense is going to look more. I have a feeling a little more traditional, you know, than maybe what what we're probably used to seeing. Because uh, I just think that's what kind of have to do a little bit in in the in the big 10 you know it's going to represent maybe a little more of what the ohio state does you know and and kind of you got this almost like a spread power game look and uh you know it'll, it'll be good i um i expect them to play well i i, I do i i think uh, i think this team's do i really do um and i don't i don't i don't believe they're, they're going to get out over their skis too much i think this team has is mature they're old uh, there, you know, you're going to have some momentum swings and changes, and and I think this team's going to be able to endure them and and, and not get too uh, overwhelmed and just keep battling and keep playing. So, uh, pretty similar, pretty pretty similar, you know, overall styles. But I, I think this team's, um, you know, old enough now to understand and you know not not pay attention to the scoreboard too much and let the coaches do that and just go out and play and take each snap and and as you know, old and you know as. Uh, you know, everyone always says that one half at a time. That's what you got to do. One play at a time and just go out and take care of business. And, you know, if, you know, and limit the mistakes, limit the turnovers. And usually the team that does that the best, they're going to win. Jay, when you look back at last year's Illinois game, Nebraska had a bad day really in all three phases of the game. So when you're looking ahead to this game on Saturday, which phase of the game do you think needs to really step it up from their performance last year? Is it the offense, the defense, or the special teams? Well, yeah, all, all, three, all three phases are bad. I mean, the defense was didn't play very good. The offense was atrocious. That's when you bring out Luke McCaffrey first play, and I think he tries throwing a bubble screen to Wondell, and it's whether it's a forward pass or not. Illinois gets it and they score, and that kind of just set the tone for the rest of the game. Now, I, one thing that's going to be nice is Adrian's a quarterback. You know, that's, he is a quarterback right now, and we're not have to worry about hey, what's the Heinrich Harburg doing? And I mean, we all know that the second string quarterbacks is always the, the most popular guy, but it, there's listen, he's the he's the man. So I'm looking forward to this having him settle in there and, and get the flow of the game and get going. You know, every, all three phases got to play better. You know, uh, the special teams were, were god-awful last year. That's got to be way better. Uh, too many good football teams in the Big Ten to have the special teams kill you, you know. And, and offensively, they got to take care of the football, limit mistakes, uh, limit the penalties. You know, you've you got to get points in the red zone. This offense has kind of struggled in the past 
once they get in the in that tight red zone. And and granted, we got a good kicker coming back, but you know what? You got to get six, six and seven. You're in that red zone. Those to keep that momentum going. The defense, you know what? You know these the, the, the games being more evolved around around the offensive game. So you know what? You might give up some plays, but guess what? Hey, hold those hold those offenses to, to three when they're in the red zone. Those that that gives you some momentum a little bit. Um, just keep doing your thing. You know, lean on. Lean on your 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 uh, senior guys, your guys who have played a ton. You know your Ben Stillies and your Jojo Domans and Cam Taylor Britts and the Smukes, and you just go down. You go down the the, the roster. You know the guys that play a lot of football, um, and uh, you know they're not going to get too uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed up there. This this is just another another Saturday for them. So that's that's a good thing. So, but all three phases need to play better, uh, and that's for the last three years. I mean, let's be honest. I mean you. Um, you haven't had a winning football season, so this is everybody. Everybody, and I'd say the coaching staff. Coaching staff's got to be better too, and I know they will be. And uh, they got, I think they've taken their licks and they've learned. And uh, I, I'm excited to see the product finally. And we're back, fellas. I think we could listen to the radio on Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes, that's awesome. Jay Moore's with us, Hale Varsity Radio, Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore. Jay, we'll, we'll wrap with this. Uh, we had the, the impromptu presser last week with, with Frost and, and Trev with the NCAA. And you had uh, Frost today briefly. And do you think this is wearing on him? You know, Scott, a little bit. What's your take and read on things with Scott as he heads into the season? Uh, is there confidence do you see that from frost i think you see it from the kids i think the kids are real confident i think the assistants uh at least when they've spoke after practice are pretty confident and and i totally believe coach frost when he says i love this team i think they're ready to go uh i mean that's that's been a constant message but overall what's what's your feel for him as he goes into this season with with the the narrative and the noise out there and now the ncaa yeah, I, he's taking it on the chin. I mean, you, you win a you win a national championship here, and you're a quarterback. And you know, if you're a head coach and, and uh, of his stature and the player he was, you know, you're you got a pretty big you know ego. And I mean, every all athletes, all coaches have egos, right? And um, they believe in themselves. They have confidence. I Maybe mean, I would say ego. They have confidence. And I think his confidence is taking a shot. I think. Um, you know, and he's he's taking the shots here. I mean, the, the the stuff he had to deal with in his playing days. I mean, you know, people were wanting like Frankie London back when you know he was playing quarterback at times. So, you know, he's he's taking. I think he's learning. I think he's he's learned that. You know, he he tried to be, you know, up front and and maybe I don't know more friendly or whatever. And I and something. I think it's just come back to hurt him a little bit because you know when you're not winning football games, people are always going to find something to you know, to, to fight against you with, you know, what this comment here, this comment there, or, or how he did this, or they saw him out in public and he was, you know, doing this. And why is he, you know, and it's just, you know, he's just, he's got to kind of remove himself and, and kind of lock himself, put himself in the corner here and just say, hey, we're going to fight. And I'm, uh, I'm going to kind of keep my words to myself, keep my actions to myself. And we're just going to show up on Saturday to put the product out there and, and we're just going to be good. You know, your guys are going to like it. So I, I think he's just he's just learning. He's, he's learning. This place is, uh, you know, Lincoln's one of the biggest small cities I think in uh, in the world sometimes. And you know, word travels fast. And and I, I think he's, you know, he's learning. He's just adapting to to what it takes. And 
to just to try to make himself and his family better, but also his football team. Uh, this is the learning process this is for everybody within this staff. You know, they, they, none of this, no, no one's you know been at this high level of football, you know, to where they've been. So that's uh, it's, everyone's learning. I think he's learning. I think he's just doing what's right for him, his family, and, and his team. And uh, I can't fault the guy for that. Does this fishbowl wear on you? Did it wear on you as a player? No, no, it didn't wear on me. Um, you know, I, luckily it was, I was, you know, social media wasn't really around. You know, he said papers. And I I didn't listen to it at all. You know, I, I'd maybe look at the paper. But as a player, man, you're, at our time, we were so busy with classes and practice. And, and you're able to kind of get away from the stadium. And you got away. Like, you you know, you went back to your apartment or your townhome, whatever, your roommates, and you play video games. And, you know, you're not... We didn't have Twitter and Instagram. I mean, Facebook was just come around. And, um, you know, I'm not even on Twitter anymore just because I can't handle it with some of the stupid people who are out there. You know, I know Twitter's probably 70% good people, but it's the, it's the 30 people that ruin it. You know, 30% of people that ruin it. And, uh, yeah, this, this fishbowl can wear because it is small and, and people, you know, every, everybody has access to everyone now, it doesn't matter, no matter what it is. So, like, that can wear on people. Um, and sometimes you just want to be a person and, and live a life, but people see you and, and expect something else. And then, you know, it's whether it's a silly rumor here or, or whatever it is, expectations and, and you know, it's tough. It, it can wear. It never wore on me, but I, I could see how it could wear on a coach um, here, especially when you're not successful. I mean, this is – people expect a lot um, in this state of our, of our programs, and that's a good thing. You know, that's a good thing. People are invested, and you want that. You don't – you know, you don't want – you know, what you have down in Kansas, and I hopefully, you know, Lance Leipold gets that thing going, but, you know, you only have like 4,000, 5,000, maybe 10,000 people show up for a game at Kansas because they don't care and they can't wait till basketball season. Like, you don't want that. You want people that, that want to show up and expect a good uh, product. So um, it's kind of the necessary evil, right? You know, and that's, that's, a, that's a problem to have. You know, he, and he makes the big bucks. He knows we got into, so, you know, you got to kind of deal with some that stuff. You know, everyone's, you're making five million bucks a year, man. You're going to be in a fishbowl. You know, that's that's just the that's just the way it's going to be. Jay Moore with us, black shirt Husker NFLer, big red wrap up. Jay, awesome to get caught up, brother. We'll uh, wave at you from Champagne. Thanks for the time. All right, yeah, no problem, boys. There he is, Jay Moore, and don't kid yourself, his inside 100 game is stealth. He's great on the greens and. Pretty money off the uh, the tee box. So we thank Jay Moore for giving us a few minutes. Charlie McBride was awesome to get fired up and get us kicked off in hour two. And Damian Daniels got us rolling in hour one with Greg Smith, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. It's game week. It's Nebraska. It's Illinois. And the thing we've been tackling, what's at stake, and really the, the season. You have chances to recover, but why... Why put yourself in that position if you're Nebraska football? Get off on the right foot. And we've also been talking about the press conference, uh, its expediency. <laughs> and you look at it, that is, is just insane focus. I'm not saying crazy. I'm saying just he's that locked in for kickoff now. Or he knows how big saturday is or could also be after the media circus of the past week he is just sick and tired of the media yeah no well he is he's been good for, and he has a right to be it's fine yeah just go do your thing on saturday now conversely the kids were fired up they're all in a pretty good mood they're all pretty locked in they're feeling all right and the, you know the biggest thing for nebraska on saturday is going to be confidence and resolve if they get out 
and they can front run and, and be up, and it can be Penn State, okay, where you jump out on somebody. You, you deliver a knockout and hammer a team that's still trying to find its way with a new coach. Or is it opposite where things don't go well, you can get better, but you're in a storm. <laughs> can you find your way to, 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 to solid ground? Well, we heard from Ethan Piper today. I think I have the, the quote pulled up. That I mean, they've been working on this for eight months. It comes down to execution. Mm-hmm. You know what you have to do. It's just a question of can you get it done. Here's Ethan. You know, um, most important game is Saturday. We, um, I think that's been stressed on the team. Um, we can't get ahead of ourselves. we got to go one game at a time in Illinois. We've been, since the Rutgers game last year, we've been had our eyes on Illinois. So it is the biggest game because we've been preparing for the last eight months for this game. So, like I said, I think the team um, is excited and confident going into this game Saturday. We'll hear from DiCaprio Boodle here before we say goodbye. Caught up with Mitch Holtis, or sister station KFOR, at least here in Lincoln, is a proud Chiefs affiliate. But DCAP is threatening to do some work on the 53-man roster. He's been playing good ball. Uh, busy Monday. Scott Frost, Adrian Martinez, Lots of thoughts on the presser, but not a lot divulged or revealed. Not a lot of rear view mirror time either with Illinois from the players, but a very proud captain in Damian Daniels. We'll wind down on Monday as it's Illinois Week. Hail Varsity. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time, get to the phones in a moment. 70% of people in Nebraska are involved in fatal crashes. At 70% not wearing a seatbelt. If used properly, seatbelts can and will reduce risk of fatal injury up to 60%. Your best defense in any crash buckling up. Brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Russ, the floor is yours. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I've uh, been listening to you guys for a long time and made a few calls in and voiced my opinion, positive and negative. Uh, I was kind of apprehensive about the game Saturday when I woke up this morning. But hearing Frost tone in the uh, um, press conference mm-hmm. has put me at ease. He's locked in. Uh, no need for small talk. Um, time to get down to business. I think he realizes the honeymoon's over. And, uh, you know, Moose was a good guy. Moose got him here. Let's give him that credit. But I think Albert. Russ, you still there, brother? Oh man, Russ! Thank you for listening. Good, and that's that's how you how that's how you're taking it, right? One of you can take it a hundred different ways, but not really. I mean, drill down. He's either locked in; it's six thousand yard full metal jacket stare, or it's 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 Gomer Pyle like full metal jacket. You're going to a dark place. But I, I think he's just done, and I think he wants to kick off now. That's how I'm viewing it. I mean, I want to kick off right now, too. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. So we are ready to rock. We're going to load up the family truckster because it's your automobile. 
and uh, we will be trekking. I think we're going to try and get to the finish line by showtime Thursday at 4 from uh, somewhere in Champaign. <laughs> we, uh, we hope so, but we are going to be at the I Hotel inside Houlihan's uh, Friday and Saturday. Hail Varsity Roadshow in Hula at Hula Hands inside the I Hotel. Rush, you dropped out. We got about a minute, bud. Go ahead. So yeah, I think I dropped off with. Uh, He's Albert locked in there now. Yeah, and they're lo- I say I say they're locked in. I said he knows the honeymoon's over. Um, Albert is going to hold him accountable, and um, and they're going to work together and turn this thing around. Um, like I said, Moose is a good guy, but um, he got him here, and let's give him that credit. But I think uh, I think he's ready to go, and uh, I feel a lot better than I did this morning. I'll tell you that. Do you got a score for me? A week out, or less than a week out? Oh, geez, I hate to do that. I I've been guessing what these guys are going to do for ever, and I've never right. Um, I think I think it's going to be a close game, mm-hmm. and I think uh, I think Nebraska by four. So Nebraska does not cover is what you're saying. I say that it doesn't matter. We need a W no matter what. <laughs> like any means. Like any means. We <laughs> don't care how it happens. We <laughs> need to get out happen. to one and zero so we can be three and zero so we have a little wiggle room throughout the year. So well I hate to put so much emphasis on one game because, you know, T.O. always said they're all the same. But this season. Russ, thanks for the phone call. And and you're right, the magnitude is enormous. Jacob Padilla tomorrow, Rick Kaczynski tomorrow, Mitch Sherman tomorrow. Talk to you at four on Hale Varsity. Thanks.